Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, friends. This is Gina coming to you today. Without my partner, Donna, she's on a vacation. So I am interviewing a dear friend of mine, Vicki Queen. I'm excited to introduce her to you as she shares with you an amazing hormone roadmap and how to navigate the confusion that our hormones cause at this midpoint in life. Please listen in. Thank you, Gina. Hi, Vicki. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am so thrilled that you're with me today. I'm going to take a minute and kind of let our tribe know who you are to me and how our relationship has started. Okay. Um, you know this story years ago, and I honestly don't even know what year it was. I met you through a homeschooling friend. She invited me to her house to come hear you talk about hormones and natural treatment for hormones. At the time, it had to be around 2004, 2005, somewhere in that category. Um, basically, I had gone through a thyroid condition called Graves, and it threw my hormones into this crazy place. So I was kind of experiencing a need to get balance back into my life, even though I wasn't technically like perimenopausal or menopausal, I was going through a kind of a hormone crisis at the time because the thyroid is the center of hormone control in your body. So because I had been so sick, I lost 17 pounds in a week. I had been through a very traumatic thing physically. I missed work for a month and a half. I couldn't walk for a while. It was this crazy thing. By the time I met you, I was searching for some solutions outside of your traditional prescriptions and, you know, medical kind of solutions that I personally am not a huge fan of because in my journey with the thyroid, which you probably don't know, they wanted to put me on my doctor, I should say. Anytime I said, I have this problem, my heart's palpitating, or I have these headaches or whatever, he would whip out his prescription pad. And I would say, wait, I, I just want to talk about this. And he'd be like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. Just take this prescription. So I'd like four or five prescriptions from him that I never filled. So when I met you and I was talking about what I was going through, you were able to speak to my issues from a holistic standpoint, which is what I was looking for. So when you and I met, I was recovering from a thyroid condition, but needing a hormone balance. So at the time, you were with a company called New Ways, and you were going around and doing talks. And I eventually joined you and invited my community into yours and, and would go with you on these talks. So I'm very passionate about this topic, and I'm excited to have you meet my tribe because I think what you're going to share could legitimately be life-changing for the women who hear. So why don't you share with my tribe how you got to that point where you were sharing all of that messaging about natural hormone replacement therapy and the needs of a woman's body, because I think that's really important for people to understand why you do what you do. 
Absolutely. So in 1989, I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue and Epstein-Barr virus. I was 38 years old. Um, at that time, I was also diagnosed with uh, Hashimoto's disease, which is inherited low thyroid. Um, it's an autoimmune disease. And um, I, I had everything going against me. Uh, I had to quit work. And um, I developed asthma. I was on oxygen 24 hours a day for a year and a half. Oh, my goodness. And I uh, was seeing an environmental doctor. She was the only doctor that actually could diagnose me. I'd seen eight other doctors before her, um, and no one could diagnose what was going on in my body. And so um, that diagnosis came through. Um, I was on a lot of uh, experimental um, supplements because again, this doctor that had diagnosed me was an environmental doctor. And, uh, and then she also did some allergy testing on me. So went through a lot of that. And, uh, my system was so broken down that the allergy testing actually, uh, challenged it even more so. So I had a, uh, code blue out of our house uh, when I was 40, 30, I was probably 40 when that happened. Mm. And then they um, also hospitalized for probably a week. Okay. So at this point, you're 40 years old. You have all these different conditions that have been diagnosed. You've had a code blue and you've been in the hospital. At this point, are you aware at all of anything, or are you just kind of in the middle of all of this process of being unwell? Have I'm you- in the middle of a storm. <laughs> it's just a storm because, you know, of course, you go from an environmental doctor, and then you wind up in a hospital, and now you're amongst physicians that they just want to bombard you with drugs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't strong enough at that time to take control of my health. And this is another passion that I had was that women need to take control of their health before they found them, find themselves at the mercy of the medical industry, which then leads to the drug industry. Now, I, I am not anti-doctor by any means. I, doctors are important. I believe God put them on the earth for a reason. But I also believe that he gave us a, a, a good conscience that, and a brain, a very sound brain, if you make the right decisions through him, that we know that we need to challenge anybody who, I don't care who they are, who mm-hmm. confronts us. And then from there, you can make a good decision on what path you want to go down. Yeah, and it's uh, okay for us to take that path. Because see, the thing that I ran up against is they make you feel like you have no choice or that they get upset with you when you don't comply. And that was something that I found yeah. very challenging. And that's why I say that women need to educate themselves before they find themselves at the mercy Mm. of big pharma. So now let me let me ask you a question about the medicines. Did they put you on steroids at all for the Oh my gosh, I was on so many steroids. And steroids. how did that negatively affect you? Well, I didn't sleep probably for 3 months. Wow. I kid you not. Um it, 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 a steroid is a um it's like speed. And and yeah, I there are I'm sure in the further part of my life there's going to be times when I'm going to have to go on steroids. But I had bunion surgery, big time, both feet, four years ago. Mm -hmm. And 
I had to limit how much steroids I was going to put in my body. So they knew that I knew what I was talking about. And right now I've got uh, cervical stenosis from aging. And so therefore they wanted to put me on steroids for that as well. And I said, no, no. Further on into our podcasts, I'm going to be talking about the importance of a ketogenic diet. And this is so important when it comes to inflammation in the body. Mm-hmm. And anything to do with aging is caused by inflammation. I wished I knew this. Back then, I didn't. So, so was inflammation really a big part of that original health journey? I would imagine that it was, yeah. I would imagine it was because I, I, I didn't have a good control on my diet. I was a working mom. Um, and you know how that goes, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're not focusing on what you're eating. Right. And I've only been studying the ketogenic lifestyle since 2014. Uh, but when I was reading that, I'm going, oh my gosh, this is incredible. This, I wished I knew this, you know, back when in you were 18, 40. 1989, yeah, mm-hmm. when I was actually 38. Um, and I didn't. I didn't mm-hmm. know it. So... So what did you do at that time? So you're in the hospital. Yeah. You had to quit work. What, what was the next part of your journey that led you toward how I met you? Well, so that was 89. Um, and that was 38. I was 38. And then 40, I had a grandma seizure. Mm. I was declared septic as in septic tank from all the medications they pumped into me for those two years. Mm. And they brought my husband in to say goodbye. Basically, I was on the floor at, in the emergency room when I was at my lowest, literally. And so um, God's hand, I mean, God's hand literally covered me through this whole thing. I remember when they finally stabilized me and there were all these doctors. I was in critical care coming in, coming in. And I'm like, finally, you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't talk because I was on life support. I was on a, a breathing apparatus. And so I remember asking for a, a clipboard so that I could, you know, first of all, they didn't know if I had lost my mental mentality completely because they didn't know if I was completely brain dead because it happened so fast when I finally came out of it. Mm. So I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm still here. I know what you guys are saying. And then, uh, from that point forward, uh, again, by God's grace, I survived that. Uh, I was in the hospital for seven days at that time. And when I finally got home and I was strong enough, I was like, wow, that was quite an experience. It was as if it happened to somebody else. Hmm. Uh, But at the same time, I remembered every aspect of it. So that was when I was 40. And honestly, God healed me at that point. I never needed another inhaler. Uh, I was on three different inhalers. I was on prednisone. 60 milligrams, that's a lot. I was on it's a lot a day, sometimes mm. more than that a day. And it was incredible. I think I counted eight or 10 prescriptions I was on at that time. So I gradually felt just God's peace come over me. And I, I realized that I needed to take control again of my life and that my life was spared. And so lots of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of uh, asking for guidance on what I should do. And then at 46, let me back up a little bit. So my husband's position with his company changed dramatically. So 
he became vice president of this company and I no longer had to work from that. This happened even before I was released from the hospital and that released a lot of stress for me as well. So um, I became more relaxed and my recovery started happening quickly. It happened pretty fast. And then uh, at 46, I became hormonal and it was horrendous. The weight gain was incredible. The night sweats were awful. I would wake up in the pond of the, in the middle of the night and I'd have other pajamas sitting here and I would make sure that our king size bed was, you know, with extra sheets on my bed so I could just pull off the sheets that were soaking wet, throw them on the floor, put another change of pajamas on and get back in bed. Oh my. It was horrendous. It was unbelievable. And I had no idea, had no idea that this was hormonal. Back on the knees I went <laughs> and I'm realizing that, you know what, there is no doctor that's going to fix this. There's just not. Um, so I dove into a book by Dr. John Lee. That's J-O-H-N, last name is L-E-E. Anybody could, pod, uh, uh, could uh, Google it and it will come up. I will make sure that that book is in the show notes with a link straight to Amazon. Perfect. So it'll be very easy to access. Just go to the show notes at the end of the podcast. Right, right. So not just Amazon, but Google. So they can do research on their own as well. Perfect. They can buy the books on, on Amazon, but yes. to Google it, you're going to get a lot more information about this subject. Excellent. So I dove into this book and I was like, oh my gosh. It, the book I read was what your doctor may not tell you about uh, premenopause. Uh, and today, premenopause is starting 10 years younger, 12 years younger than what our mother's premenopause went through. And the reason for that is because of all of the toxins in our world today, from cosmetics, personal care products, cleaning products, uh, dry cleaning products. I, the list goes on and on and on. So perfumes even. So mm -hmm. what's happened is that these outside horrible toxins have now entered our homes. One of the worst is actually uh, dryer sheets that you put in your dryer. Those yeah. are the worst. And think about it. You could smell them. I mean, Tom and I, when we lived in Huntington Beach, California, we'd walk around the neighborhood at sunset, and I'm like, take a whiff. Man, you the could smell these. Yeah, you could smell them from the street. <laughs> yes. um, so anyway, you think about all these carcinogens, these toxins that are just overwhelming us today, and they're breaking down our hormones. Again, that's why we're seeing puberty in young girls at 10 and 11 today, as opposed to 12, 14, the way it used to be. And so that's like basically what you're saying is what these toxins do is they disrupt our hormones. They are hormone disruptors. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and when I was reading this, obviously I wasn't a teenager, but I was a premenopausal woman, and uh, I realized that oh my gosh, if this is doing to chil to children, even though I wasn't a child in that day of age, so those particular carcinogens I wasn't exposed to as a young child, like our kids are today, mine were, you know, when I was in my twenties. Yeah, and. And those compiled because what happens, those xenoestrogens, those toxins, what they do is they build up in the body fat. And once they're there, they're there. And they are as strong 
if not stronger than the estrogen that the dear Lord planted in our body to begin with. So now you've got your regular hormones, your regular estrogen there, and then you compile that with the outside xenoestrogens, the man-made estrogens that are just overwhelming the body. Mm -hmm. So therefore you've got these young girls going through early puberty, these young boys going through hitting, you know, puberty at, at 11 years old. And yeah. it used to be 12, 13, 14. Now it's 11. Well, mine was probably 14. Yeah. It was a little bit of a late bloomer. Right. Well, Amazing. you don't see late bloomers too much anymore. And if you do, most of those women um, are dealing with infertility. Oh, yeah. So, so this, this research that you did on Dr. John Lee is a total godsend because as you got involved in his books and you got involved in his information, if I understand correctly, if I remember my history correctly, you had the opportunity to meet and learn and work with him. Is that correct? I did. I worked one-on-one -on -one with him for about three years. Mm -hmm. um, and he was actually, when I used to do podcasts, uh, webinars, he was actually my guest as I am yours today. And uh, he, he was a gem. He, he, he just wanted women to get educated. And he said, you know what, the best way to do this, because doctors aren't going to listen to him. But if the, all these women bombard them with their questions and question their doctors, then what are they going to do now that the internet's out there? They're going to turn to the internet for more information. And that's exactly how I got involved. So what did that do for your journey? So you're, you've been unwell, you're at 46, you stumble across John Lee. What was the journey from finding him to working with him? Well, one of the big factors was that I, I knew that prednisone uh, was not a good drug to be on. Uh, and I, I had to do something. I, I had to change my diet. Um, I knew there was a better answer out there. Uh, but I also realized that, you know, there weren't a whole lot of doctors out there that were going to work with me with hormonal issues. Mm. And I was premenopausal. And I knew that. I, by reading his book and talking with him on the phone, I realized that this was a hormonal imbalance. So then I started using natural progesterone, which is what he recommends. And the main reason for progesterone is that it offsets the estrogen. It's estrogen that causes cells to grow, multiply, and divide. And that is breast cancer. Yes. Right? Yes. And mm -hmm. so why were we seeing so, and why are we still today seeing so many women with breast cancers? You know, we're seeing teenagers with breast, women, girls with mm -hmm. breast cancer today. Wow. And are we feeling like this has a lot to do with those xenoestrogens in our products? So basically the estrogen is kind of shooting past the progesterone, if I understand it correctly. So it's uh, like yeah. now you, you don't, you've lost that natural symbiosis in our bodies of the progesterone and the estrogen living together, right? Absolutely. And you're adding more estrogen in. So how do you, as a woman figure out how to get that hormone balance back in your body. Is that what kind of prompted you to work so closely with Dr. John Lee? It did. It did. And one of the first things I started doing was I knew that I had to oppose the estrogen in my body because it was raging. Uh, and I'm sure that it was raging probably five years prior to being 46, right? Mm -hmm. uh, 
but it was there's light- always something happening underneath the surface of the ocean before the storm, right? So Absolutely. it's just a matter of it was a light bulb this. moment, just boosh, mm-hmm. a light bulb moment. I went, oh my gosh, if I can get my hormones back into balance naturally and not have to take the birth control pill or yeah there's shots or something like that well yeah there's synthetic hormones that that most women are told about and let's stop right there for a minute so synthetic hormones and that's administered to most women that are going through premenopause it's progestin not progesterone progesterone is what our bodies natural make naturally make progestin is a synthetic hormone that man created so, old story, you can't take a square uh, peg and put it in a round hole. You can't. It just it doesn't work, right? But, but that's what they did. And so where does progestin comes from? It actually comes from pregnant mare's urine. So they synthesized it in order to tell women, oh, we're going to put you on some hormone replacement therapy, which was horrible. And that's why we've seen so many women today with breast cancer at a very young age and also, you know, in their mid thirties, twenties, thirties, and forties, because they are taking a synthetic hormone called progestin instead of progesterone. And that's what Dr. John Lee and I worked together on was getting the word out there about the importance of using progesterone to one balance hormones two offset PCOS polycystic ovarian cyst syndrome which is stopping women from getting pregnant today because basically those women that have PCOS, their ovaries are like Swiss cheese. There's actually holes in the ovary and there's hair growing on the ovary because of all of the upset in the hormones. And it's just like totally confused. So the body feels, a woman's body feels like it's producing a lot of testosterone as opposed to progesterone. And so therefore they're growing, they're, they're usually very heavy. A weight, it not, we're not talking 20, 30 pounds, we're talking 50, 75, 100 pounds in these younger women. And they also actually grow facial hair. And the reason for that is because their body's producing way too much testosterone as opposed to uh, progesterone and estrogen. So let me see if I understand correctly. So you have we have estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone in all of our human bodies. Yes. Men and women have different, I guess, Ratio. percentages of that and needs right. for it, right? Yep. But as a woman gets more and more estrogen, it almost sounds like the testosterone begins to almost like increase because of that. It's almost like it's pulling it up. So then the progesterone kind of gets shoved to the side and it lessens naturally because of this battle. Oh, yeah. It's a vicious battle. It's a vicious battle. So if someone happens to be what we would call obese by those BMI standards or whatever, is it always an indicator of estrogen dominance or is it a high, highly likely thing that they're estrogen dominant? Because I've always wondered about this because I've learned so much from you over the years. I've always wondered. So if, if I'm heavier, then my estrogen is a little bit more dominant. Typically, is that true? No. Okay. There, there, there are silent indicators. Okay. So not every woman, teenager is going to have an extreme obesity issue. Okay. 
mainly the women in their 20s, 30s, and even 40s, uh, and into the 50s, I'm not, not, again, usually your PCOS women are really overweight, uh, but they're, and they very hard time getting pregnant or curing a baby past two weeks, two months, three months. So they have a high miscarriage rate typically? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, but a silent indicator could possibly be confusion, uh, not being able to focus. Uh, and, you know, I have to be honest with you, Gina, that because I, I haven't really done recent research, my research was from 12 years ago when I used to do uh, webcasts with women yes. also internationally. Uh, but I'm sure, I'm sure there's probably even more indicators today uh, about the, the imbalance between progesterone and estrogen. Again, because the xenoestrogens are not going away. They're still here and mm-hmm. they're getting more prominent than ever. And again, they're also in our food. They're in our food. They're they're, they're I mean, they inject uh, everything we eat, chicken, turkey, mm-hmm. any kind of meat. And then now you add on top of that, the sprays that they're using on our vegetables today so you can see the compilation here of, of how it's really affecting not just women and not just men, but also young girls and also a young boys. And again, that's why we're seeing the feminization of young boys today is because of all these xenoestrogens. Wow. That's an interesting um, thing to think about. I think we forget that men and women both have the same hormones. It's just different percentages, I guess you would say. Yes. So as you started working with Dr. John Lee on all of this, was he teaching you all of this one-on-one about the xenoestrogens, about the estrogen dominance, about the testosterone and progesterone balance? Are these the types of things you were doing with him? And were you doing any kind of specific research at that time? No, absolutely. That was our conversation. Exactly. And that's why it was such an honor to have him on my calls because I had a medical doctor that was there and backed up uh, his research by the, the studies he had done. Unfortunately, Dr. John Lee, it just makes me sad to even still think about it. Four years into working with him, he died of a massive heart attack. Mm. Um, he was in his early 50s, but every other sibling, which I believe they're all brothers, there are three of them, they all died of a massive heart attack in their 20s and 30s. So uh, our time of working together was very limited, um, but it was a blessing because I was able, as you know, to reach out to so many women back there and change so many lives that I can't even tell you how many babies I held in my arms that weren't supposed to be here according to other medical doctors. And I, for one, I am not a medical doctor by any means. I'm just an educator. And the reason I have to back that up is that, you know, I don't want to get sued. You can't sue me anyway, because I'm not a medical doctor, (laughs) but I just want to make sure that you understand that I saw so many miracles happen, uh, especially with babies being born because of the the, uh, education that I got from Dr. John Lee. Again, progesterone is the hormone that 
we produce most of when we're pregnant. So that's why our skin looks good. We're glowing. Our hair is golden. It's glowing uh, because of all that progesterone that's flooding the body. When you have that lack of progesterone, so I know you can't see my hands right now. So think of a scale. So you put a scale and if there's too much estrogen coming from xenoestrogens, that progesterone is like at the bottom of the scale. But if you offset that estrogen, whether it's coming from xenoestrogens uh, alone, natural, yeah. So you're putting that natural progesterone back in the body. It throws that scale back into balance so that our body is back to the way it was created. And that is to reproduce. And that is to keep us cancer-free, breast cancer-free. It's to, you know, keep harmony within the body, mm. not just for us, for our children as they go through puberty, for our men as well as going through puberty and aging. It's just a harmony of how God created us. So when you learned from Dr. John Lee and he passed away, how did you carry on his legacy? So I, I, I'm grateful. I had four years to work one-on-one with him. I still have a lot of his research information that I held on to. Um, and then from there, I had to launch myself in order to carry on his legacy. I know Dr. John Lee's passion was for women like myself to carry this message on to other women so that we could pass it on to more and more women so that we could educate our doctors. We were kind of working the system backwards. Okay. So at that point, uh, actually even before, even before that, uh, before he passed, I used to work for a company called New Ways uh, International, and uh, they had a really good progesterone cream. And before I even rep for the company, I called Dr. John Lee and I said, I need you to look at these ingredients do they pass your standard for working for women that are estrogen dominant or infertility? I just, I just need your thumbs up on this. And he, he agreed. He goes, yeah, this is an excellent progesterone cream. And so I said, good, thank you. And I went out and I marketed that. And that's where you ran into my path, Gina, because I remember coming to your house in your beautiful backyard. And I think it was Debbie Cobb that connected us and and that's how we built it. That's how we, we got the information out there was sharing, just sharing woman to woman to woman, kind of like this podcast is right now, is getting this information into the hands of women. Um, big farmers not involved here, trust me, by any means. Um, and there are some good progesterone creams. Uh, if you're in the United States, you can buy it Whole Foods, uh, Mother's Market in Huntington Beach. Uh, Lots of reputable companies now have progesterone creams that are available at the time when I started this, uh, it had to been 15 years ago now, that uh, I had to be very selective on the progesterone creams that I recommended. If I remember correctly, there are some things you do not want in your progesterone cream. I know there's some companies that put like black cohosh yeah. in their progesterone cream. So can you take a minute and basically remind me and help our ladies understand that not all progesterone creams are created equal. So what would a good progesterone cream look like in terms of maybe it's easier to say what's not in it, or maybe you could give us a term to look for, like not progestin, making sure it says natural 
not synthetic or whatever. How could you help guide us toward a good choice in a progesterone cream? Yeah, um, I'm going to have to do a little more research on this because it's been 12, 14 years. But you mentioned black cohosh. Um, black cohosh is a, uh, it's not a good thing because actually it's, it's a, uh, it stimulates estrogen. And the last thing we want to do is stimulate estrogen in the body. So black cohosh, I know there are still a lot of companies out there that promote black cohosh. Yes. Uh, and I'm not a big believer of it. Uh, I never will be because of the research that I did. So um, be aware if you find a progesterone cream that has black cohosh in there. And it's really uh, easy to find one that has it because I've been looking as well at different progesterone creams. And I would say at least half of them, it'll be on the ingredient list. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of companies out there that, you know, try to promote their products, whether it be a herbal tea, right? Oh, as yeah, a progesterone mm. that has black cohosh as well. Mm. If I can get back to you, Gina. Absolutely. I will send you a PDF file that will uh, give bullets on what to look for in a good progesterone cream. Like I said, it's been a while since I've, I've done one of these talks, but uh, I think I still have that file somewhere. And I would be happy to send that to you so that you can make it available to your tribe. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah. It may come a little later because we're on a quick turnaround time, but um, I'll be adding things to that as uh, Vicki and I continue to build on this because it's really important for women to understand that we have options. And the reason that I was so excited to have this conversation with you is because my own journey, not for, quote, menopause or premenopause was because I had an autoimmune thyroid disease that threw my hormones into um, a kind of a crazy space. I actually had a miscarriage during that time. Um, and I don't even know if you and I were, were still in contact regularly then, but I was on synthetic hormone I'm sorry, in synthetic thyroid medicine, I had two dosages and I had one doctor tell me one thing and one doctor tell me another. I was right at the end of my first trimester and I didn't know which way to go. And I listened to the one that I felt was really, which was the medical doctor, the one that wasn't trying to put me on all kinds of prescriptions. And then I lost the baby, which could very well have been as a result of the hormone imbalance that I was experiencing from my thyroid. So I have been through some things where hormones have affected me and I have lost a baby and I've had some craziness and my family remembers thinking I'd lost my mind. And essentially you do lose your mind when your hormones are out of whack. And it's just understanding that that started my personal journey of figuring out how was I going to take charge of my body? What was my body saying to me? And that I have a right to say no to a doctor. I do not have to do what they tell me to do. Yep. So by the time you and I met, we were both, you had come from that space for a different reason. I was coming from that space. And like you said, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It really became this thing that compelled you. You were so passionate about it. And it yep. really was changing people's lives. Just that one progesterone cream, the women yep. that I shared it with, huge, huge change in their lives. Control, getting back to just feeling normal. And you said something about your body. I think sometimes our bodies get so out of whack, we can't remember what normal feels like. Yeah. We think this is the new normal. 
Yep. Right. And I think part of your message that maybe, you know, isn't quoted the way I'm saying it is this does not have to be normal. You can work your way back to God's design of normal and getting your body to function at a more optimal way. So you want to share some things that, um, you might be some quick things that women can kind of look at and maybe change or consider that could be disrupting their hormones. Sure. So one of the big factors, and I know a lot of you women out there don't want to hear this, but I'm sorry. (laughs) Caffeine. Caffeine is the worst thing you could put in your body. Mm. Number one, what it does, it stimulates estrogen in the body. And the last thing anybody needs to do is stimulate estrogen in the body. Because remember, estrogen causes cells to grow, multiply, and divide. What is that? That's aging. That's estrogen dominance within the breast tissue. So now you're looking at breast cancer. You're looking at osteoporosis, which means the bone is going to break down. Mm. Whereas progesterone, what what progesterone does for the bone is it's called an osteoblast. So you've got your bone. And as our bones age, they break down. And eventually they should start rebuilding. But when we have enough progesterone in our body, it activates that. So it causes that the osteoblast to happen more often and it, it keeps the bones strong and healthy. Whereas caffeine, what does it do? Your, if caffeine actually causes you to pee your bones out. That's what it does. So we're, whether we're talking Red Bull or caffeine or chocolate, anything that has caffeine in it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to tear your body down. It's, it's going to cause estrogen dominance, um, even teas. Teas will do the same thing. In fact, there's actually more caffeine in teas than there is in coffee. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So all of these things, uh, again, it's not any fault by women alone. Uh, most women, they just, in our busy world today, who has the time to do the research, Right. They just, they, they don't know. They eat the wrong things. They drink the wrong things. They run themselves down. They try to hold up the entire family on their shoulders. And then they lay in bed and they stare at the ceiling because now they're so wired and tired, they can't even sleep because of all of the outside negative influence that's surrounding their body. And we're just talking about women here. We're not even talking about children and husbands. We're talking about women alone. So, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's really sad that um, this is going on in our world today. And, uh, again, you won't, you, you won't have a, a creative uh, commercial on progesterone and the wonderful side effects of progesterone, which is sleep, which is uh, – uh, the, the, the uh, almost like a euphoric feeling, uh, anti-aging, uh, helps you lose weight as opposed to hold on to body weight. Uh, like again, I, I got to go back to the commercials on TV today because the commercials on TV, TV today, it's ridiculous. All of the, the pharmaceutical drugs that they have out there. And then they have to show this little butterfly flying off into a certain part of the room, another part of the room to kind of distract you on the side effects Mm. of these drugs. So 
Yeah. So that, that leads me to ask you this question. Sure. So why, why do we not hear about natural progesterone? Because it's natural. It comes from the root of the Mexican wild yam. Mm. And they can't legally bring that into a lab and promote it as a drug because it's created by God. It comes from the root of the Mexican wild yam. So therefore, so unless they synthesize it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, trust me, they've tried to synthesize it. They can't. So they bring it in. They try to synthesize it. It takes on a different form, but a true good progesterone cream literally comes from the root of the Mexican wild. Yeah. And again, I'll get that information off to you for a PDF file for, uh, your tribe so that they, they really have a better understanding of what they're looking for when they go out to buy a, a good progesterone cream. Please remind me. So the progesterone cream, your body recognizes it. It's bioidentical. That's to, the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's bioidentical to the progesterone that God created our body to produce. So therefore, it identifies it. But if you take progestin, which is basically bioidentical to a horse, it's, <laughs> preg it's pregnant mare's urine is what it is, then our body can't identify that. Again, it goes back to that peg, taking a square peg, putting it in a round hole. Our body goes, no, 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 no. And so what happens, women gain weight. Mm. That's a big thing with progestin is they gain weight. They have major night sweats. It's, it, it's pretty bad what this particular, and I have to say that it's progestin that's in the birth control pill. And that's why so many younger women have issues with weight gain and sore, tender breasts, uh, confusion, insomnia, water retention, especially in the face. All of those are related to the progestin that's in the birth control pill. Wow. So basically, we are, we have an entire generation. Generation. Yeah, my daughter's generation would then be. They're yes. getting married later, a lot of them. A lot yeah. of them are having difficulty getting pregnant. Right. And then their babies. So think about this. Let's use your daughters as an example. Okay. Is that your daughters are a thumbprint of your hormones. Right. Right? Yeah. On top of all the xenoestrogens that are now in our world today. Okay. Compile that. That's a lot of garbage coming yeah. from outside estrogens, xenoestrogens that continually have been created in our world since the seventies, some since the sixties, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Your mom, your grandmother didn't have that generation didn't have issues with infertility like we do today. They didn't have breast cancer back then like we do today. Again, it's coming from the xenoestrogens, the man made hormones like progestin or the chemicals that they're using in our everyday personal care products that we use today. And I know we can't live in a bubble. I know that. Right. We just can't. But there are wise choices that you can make. That's something that you and I can work on too. I would love to have a follow-up on this podcast because I think that this conversation is 
kind of like <laughs> you have an itch and you can't quite scratch it. I think yeah. that the depth, I mean, you and I, our relationship spanned a few years. So that cu- accumulation of knowledge and understanding, and like you said, we're in a different environment now. So there may be more that we aren't really tapping into. But I think that the basic information, I should say basic, I mean foundational information that we've talked about today is a good starting point for women to really recognize that if they're experiencing things in their bodies, there is a natural solution out there that they can try. But the one caveat that I have is when you take a drug, it's like a giant band-aid. And again, I'm, I'm with you, Vicki. I don't say medicine bad, doctors bad, but I think there's wisdom where I'm supposed to practice. So if I take a pharmaceutical, it's a big band-aid that kind of slaps down on whatever you're doing. It doesn't necessarily solve the problem, but it masks it so you don't feel it anymore. Yep. So when you switch to something more natural, what we would call naturopathy or homeopathy, there is a process your body has to go through. You're actually coaching your body back to health. So the results aren't necessarily as quick. And I think that's the one thing I think women should understand that you might be desperate for a change or desperate for some kind of an outcome, but you have to trust yourself and your body and make a few key changes and allow your body to basically flush and rebuild essentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's so important because, you know, the body is God created our body and it's amazing how it can heal itself Mm -hmm. and it does. So yeah, that, that is a a big factor that although I have seen when I used to do my presentations on natural hormonal health for women, uh, I've seen women within 10 to two weeks see a huge difference and feel tremendously different uh, in the good aspect. So it can happen quickly, but it's, some women's bodies might be so toxic. Yeah, it, it could take two to three months. But the thing is, is that it, so when, when a woman starts using progesterone, it can cause estrogen to spike because progesterone is such a powerful hormone. Um, and so your symptoms may get a little bit worse before they get better. So if that estrogen spikes, that's telling you, hang in there. This is a really good thing because I am kind of like, I'm going to use the word pissing you off the estrogen in my body to become dominant with progesterone again. Mm -hmm. So if your night sweats get worse, if your brain fog gets worse, uh, some women see a little bit of weight gain when they start using progesterone. Most women see a huge weight loss. And the reason for that is that it actually pulls water out of the body. So Mm. uh, tender breasts goes away almost immediately uh, and then body weight follows as well. Gina, before before we wrap this up, I just want to share about Johnson's Baby Products. Johnson Baby Products has been out there forever, and they are now finding. And you you could anybody could Google this. Uh, type in xenoestrogens and Johnson's Baby Care Products, and these ingredients have been in the Johnson's baby care products forever, 20 years, I'd say. And when I was speaking publicly on natural hormonal health, 
I, I talked about this 12, 15 years ago. And those same xenoestrogens are in Johnson's baby products today. Nothing has changed. Wow. So think about this. Think about these baby products that are altering these babies' lives. And now they're going to have to go through puberty and then into uh, menstrual cycles for a young girl and then infertility. I mean, that's why, that's one of the reasons why we're seeing so much infertility today is because of these toxic products that even these babies have been introduced to many, many years ago. And Johnson & Johnson, they're still selling their products and most women are not aware of this. And Gina, uh, I'm going to make a note here. I hope I remember to do this. If I can read my notes because I'm making notes like crazy. Me too. But, I'll write it down. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's safe baby care products out there today. Oh, yeah. Uh, that we can put up on your site. Okay. Uh, just make a note. Safe baby care products. And uh, there was something else I was going to mention. Um, was it women's cosmetics, household cleaning, laundry? Yeah, that, yeah, it is. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, it's the it's the website that I often refer to on uh, fa- uh, safe products. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I wish. You I know, had- we'll put it in the show notes, and I'll put a link. Perfect. So if they go to the show notes, they can actually just link to the website. It'll be Perfect. great. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, there are websites out there. Unfortunately, most women are not aware that those are out there, but. All of these websites are instrumental in helping us learn how to detoxify our body, get those xenoestrogens out. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I forgot how much I loved having this conversation with someone who's just as interested and knowledgeable about it. And even though this journey for you uh, for different reasons has taken a different tack for personal reasons, not because the information is not important. And I'm sure you continue to quote, preach the gospel of progesterone because it is life changing and I can attest to it. But there are some true foundational basic facts about our bodies that have not changed, which is the estrogen, testosterone, progesterone balances in our boys and girls. Yeah. And stress. I mean, we didn't even dig into lifestyle choices and how that affects, you know, the hormone balance in our body. But this only leads me to have another excuse to spend more time with you in the future and really dig a little deeper into some of those lifestyle changes. I know we're going to have you on again, talking about um, some food choices and things. But for today, I want to thank you so much for sharing your passion on this and your knowledge, because this just scratches the surface, but to let my tribe know it doesn't have to be as difficult as it is. You don't have to accept that. Oh, well I'm menopausal. I hate my husband. I hate my life and I'm miserable. It does not have to be that way. And just empowering women to recognize that they have the autonomy to choose. And I think absolutely. And Gina, I thank you so much for having me on. You're right. This is powerful information that needs to get out there. Yes. And I think we've gotten so used to thinking we have no choice. But we do. But we do. So I want to thank uh, Vicki for being on today. And again, we've shared a lot of resources. 
there's different things running in the background of my mind and hers. We'll make sure to compile those things and put them in the show notes because you need to take charge of your own education. This is just a tool to set you on a journey to recognize that your body can be healthy, that you can actually have a positive experience as your body and your mind changes in this mid-season of life. And everybody's body is a little different. So that's where that uh, choosing for yourself is really, really important. And so I want to thank Vicki again for this conversation and remind you ladies to head on over to iTunes. If you have not already subscribed, please do so. Find Feminine Roadmap, leave us five stars, hopefully, and some comments. You can also go to Google Play Music or Podbean. But if you go to www.feminineroadmap.com, you will find the podcast, the show notes, and the resources that we talked about today. And you can also reach out to us at the podcast at Our Tribe at FeminineRoadmap.com with any comments or questions. You can also leave comments right on the website at www.FeminineRoadmap.com. And please let us know what you're thinking. Please let us know if you have any questions and how this is really Um, affecting your life because it really matters. And to those of you across the world, thank you for listening in. My American friends, we appreciate you so much and we look forward to talking to you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.